You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So yeah, I'll just jump right into my opening statement. Thanks everybody for joining us tonight. Uh, my name's Pat, and I am, uh, first of all, I just wanna say that uh, right off the bat, I'm a critical thinker, skeptic, open-minded, objective guy. And But I decided to plunge into the waters of the Bigfoot phenomena and so I came into the, into the whole Bigfoot realm with uh, those those tools already in place, and uh, what I discovered, and it didn't take long, is that there's something going on here. And the more I looked into it, the more something going on here I found. And so, as again, as a an actual skeptical person myself critical thinker um i'm kind of reporting back you know because uh most of the stuff i do is it, it what inside what i'll call the bigfoot bubble but i love to pierce that bubble and come out here to the public and to uh, intellectuals scientists professionals i know james you've got a, a smart crowd here your subs are very intelligent people and so i like to report back and go eh, there's something going on here and I think I could back that up tonight. I'll do my best. Um, but that's uh, that's sort of the lowdown on me and who I am. Uh, so I'm not just some, you know, crazy dude running around the woods uh, that thinks every shadow I see is a Bigfoot. Um, in fact, I've never laid eyes on one my, uh, in real life myself. So, um, so that's kind of who I am, what I'm about. And uh, and I also want to sort of concede up front a little bit some things that, you know, the online community, and I think this applies to a lot of communities, a lot of different online communities. The, the online Bigfoot com community is very convoluted. There's a thousand tribes. We don't know a lot about what's going on. There's still a, a mysterious component to, to this phenomenon which you're going to hear me refer to it mostly as a phenomenon tonight. And so people like to interject their own personalities, their own imaginations onto the phenomenon. And you get a sort of a thousand tribes. Um, yes, there are hoaxers in the Bigfoot world. Yes, there are misidentifications in the Bigfoot world. No, there's not a lot of great evidence. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Right. Uh, but there is some evidence. But the online community is what it is. 
and it could be a very convoluted place in the Bigfoot world. Um, and there are a lot of people that just like to believe because they hear these stories and it fascinates them. So I'll kind of concede those things up front because I deal with them every day. Um, but what I'm here to do is, is make the case in a real way and present the best body of evidence to date and talk about what's going to be coming down the pipe soon. Um, and do that in the, the best, most reasonable way that I can, again, as a critical thinking skeptic who swims these waters. And, uh, and I realize there's a lot of people that, you know, may not understand some of the things that I'm going to talk about. They've never heard it before. They don't even know that, that the level is much higher than sort of the knee-jerk reaction of, ah, there, there's no way there's a undiscovered hominin running around in North America. Um, so I'll try and present it a different way, not as a uh, crazy Bigfoot guy. <laughs> and so with that, uh, I'll yield, yield the rest of my time. Folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, want to let you know, thrilled to have you here as we are a neutral platform hosting debates on science, religion, and politics. And we are glad you are here no matter what walk of life you were from, whether you believe in Bigfoot, whether you are a skeptic of Bigfoot, you name it. We're thrilled to have you here. And with that, we're going to kick it into Alex's opening as well. Alex, thanks for being with us. The floor is all yours. Well, just a little bit about myself. I, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. It's always a pleasure, Pat. I appreciate you coming here. I know I came here on short notice, but, you know, I am a debate lord. I'm one of the master debaters. I mean, I don't just, you know, I don't need Neutrogena. I can just dry jacket, as they say. But back to the lecture at hand, um, I can dry um, debate it as well. And that's what I don't need to load the gun, because when I talk about uh, mythology and fairy tales and conspiracy, I'm the king of it all. I am the king of all conspiracy. I have a show called The Conspiracy Castle. So, Pat, you and I are cut from the same cloth. As a matter of fact, I mean, I take it so deep, you know, I, I don't believe that the, the heliocentric model, you know, I'm a, I, I mean, I'm so wild, like I can actually go as far out there as possible. But my only issue with Bigfoot is, is the thing is the ocean. There's so much of the ocean. The deepest we can go in the ocean is seven miles deep. So, you know, I believe uh, <clears throat> there is probably a lot of undiscovered marine life in the ocean. But now the woods is a little different story because of so much of deforestation. I can't even say that. Excuse my French. Um, and because of that, because we have um, uh, taken, I mean, and you're going to be in a place, and I say this, and you're going to be in a place that is so remote and so uh, clandestine that it would be able for an animal, hominid animal that has some sort of, you know, monkey-human hybrid DNA that would be able to survive. And this, you know, in your sense, I guess your argument would be that this would be like some sort of transitional species that's left over. Um, I don't know that. I'm just kind of, you know, formulating, you know, what Bigfoot could possibly be. But this is why I don't believe in Bigfoot. It's because we don't have any Bigfoot, and you're going to show me some bones. But I just, and, and I think bones can be fake, but we would have a lot of dead Bigfoots. And that's my problem. Even though we don't have live ones, we don't have the dead ones. So when we're talking about Bigfoot, that's where I, you know, get get 
and I want to believe in Bigfoot, dude. You don't think I want to? I think, and, and I believe I'm an animal lover. I'm a vegetarian. I do believe that there are species of animals, like in the ocean, as my example, we have no idea about. Probably animals we couldn't even in our mind think about. You know, like in, in between a squid and a horse. I don't know. You know, squid like horses. I have no idea what kind of animals exist at below seven miles, and neither does any other human because we can't go there. But in the forest, like there's places they say, you know, it's like in the North Pole or in Antarctica where you can't go you know but other than that we can pretty much go everywhere and that's the problem is like i don't think bigfoot's in the desert so he's only in the woods and i mean is is and this is what i have to ask you from my experience with bigfoot i guess he's he's reg, uh, um, relegated to the pacific northwest but wouldn't he wouldn't wouldn't he be a little more wouldn't he have been decided more places we'll get into this and so pat i don't want to come off like an a-hole because i like it like i want to believe in bigfoot i just don't and that's my problem is like you know and i don't believe in a lot of stuff like you said i'm a skeptic i'm just a skeptic with bigfoot because i haven't seen enough but if you show me something i might change my mind but right now i have not seen enough um to to uh be on your side of the fence you got it, and we're going to jump into open discussion, folks, but want to let you know, hey, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button as we have many more juicy debates, such as debates on Bigfoot, Flat Earth, politics, you name it, coming up here at Modern Day Debate, and with that, we're going to jump into open conversation. Thanks so much, Pat and Alex. The floor is all yours. Okay, so I, I would say this, um, Alex is... Uh that you know which uh, uh which one of those questions would you like me to address first okay yeah okay so just first i guess uh you know what is you know and it's hard for you to say oh what's like the one you know humdinger that makes you believe in it but this is where i'll start with the footage that we've seen of bigfoot i guess the most famous footage it has some sort of name um, it just yeah. it, it just doesn't look that great to me. And I know there's other evidence. I've seen that there's other evidence. There's footprints. There's been other sightings, as they say. But that, for me, is when it's kind of built on a foundation. I just think that that was that was back in the day before viral videos. That was in the day where they had a Super 8 video and it was somebody wanted to film something and it would just be, I just think it was what they is call movie magic done by somebody messing around on a camera doing it on purpose that's what i think and so well how let's start with the very most famous footage how how can you authenticate that footage in your opinion i can if we want to start off with that i i didn't want to start with that one okay well then go with whatever you want to start with um well let me let me ask you this um how, like how much time do you spend in the woods and you know what do you live in a part of the country where you have dude, access to? I'm a, a city of slicker, dude. I'm like Billy yeah. Crystal, man. Well, I can't in that movie, City it. Slicker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you look it. So um, there's a lot of vast, vast remote woodlands, wet forested areas with terrain, vertical terrain in North America. Quite quite a bit of it. And, and we could even boil it down to the U.S. if you like, you know. Because of course, every everything north of Canada is just—I mean, it takes six hours to cross that in a in a airliner going 500 miles an hour, um, maybe even longer. Um, so, so the there's vast remote areas. So you even you, you mentioned bones, and and you kind of made the statement we should be finding dead Bigfoot everywhere, and that's not true at all. Number one, big we believe that these things and 
we we think there's some kind of undis like undiscovered upright walking you know bipedal hominin so that is that is sort of part of the branch that 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 is a good starting point unless you want to start getting into supernatural stuff and i'm not i'm not that guy okay so first of all they they'd have to be quite rare and second of all wet forested environments clean up remains pretty fast and and also no no one's looking for a dead bigfoot so i'll i'll just give you this example alex you don't think it, somebody would come across one dead though on accident Never no again. randomly no if you tried if you tried to go look for the remains of a black bear you know just like random i'm alex i'm making my life mission to find a dead black bear in the middle of the woods randomly okay not not like tracking them or anything but random not using technology just walking through the forest like virtual zero chance that would ever happen if you spent the rest of your life trying to do it you would never find a dead animal's carcass probably not but a black bear there's i think there's about three hundred thousand black bear in north america roughly how okay. many how many bigfoot would you roughly just estimate i know um, you don't know what I, would you estimate it's something uh it it's it's along the lines of a one to a, about a one to a hundred ratio of black bear population but it you think be, it's do you think there's enough bigfoots so there's one bigfoot for every hundred black bears right yes yeah, so oh we you're don't dreaming know, i don't mean that i mean that it's, all not, respect. it's not dreaming That's, dude it's it's I don't have the the observational data. Think about how much more evidence, sure. and I mean this with all due respect. Think about how much more evidence there is for a black bear that exists. I mean, there is every museum, every natural museum of history yeah. has a black yeah, bear, and there's zero yeah. evidence of Bigfoot. And you think there's enough that's Bigfoot? Well, there's very little evidence for Bigfoot, and you think there's enough Bigfoots that there's one for every hundred black bears. Man, if I'm just saying, all right, now we're way off. Like, if there's a Bigfoot that exists, I think it is something, some supernatural beast, and there's only a few of them. It's some sort of mythical creature or something. But, dude, if you think it's like a black bear, just only super rare, oh, that's that's important. No, they're way off, in my opinion. But keep going. Well, I, I mean, that's a – sure. I mean, that's a neat – that's a knee-jerk reaction based yeah. on the lack of information. That's fair. That's why I'm here. It's too informed. I apologize. Yeah, yeah so, so uh, my point was – you could spend the rest of your life looking for the stumbling upon the remains of a black bear, virtual zero chance that will ever happen for the rest of your life, even if you tried. So that's why we don't just stumble across an animal that's even more rare than a black bear. And again, we don't know what we don't know. We're trying to learn here. You know, maybe they bury their dead in shallow graves, you know, but the forest will take care of remains real fast. Wet forested areas decompose and scatter bone. There's these things called porcupines that eat actually eat bones and teeth. I believe um, the bones. Yeah, I mean, I've seen. I listen. I watched Tiger King, and when they fed them the old Walmart meat, they would eat the ribs, and their body would decompose it. So yeah, they they can eat bones. I have no doubt about that. Well, a lot of a lot of rodents eat bones. Um, yeah. So, so the bones could be eaten. Okay, so all their bones got eaten. Every single bone ever has gotten eaten. We've never found one, and we never found the remains of it. Okay, so now what's right. the, that's the next biggest thing. So the footprints or the footage, in your opinion, uh, Pat? Well, the, so we do have 
we have lots of we have lots of casted tracks from footprints and and those tracks have actually been a lot of those tracks have been analyzed by a uh, a professional phd tenured scientist who's a world-class foot morphologist of the evolution of bipedal primate feet and he he is into the understanding of that that these things are in fact out there convinced on his own scientific professional knowledge and so that's my problem with that though real quick is those tracks are so easy to be fake there's a family in texas a big family that was at a, at a, a park. scientific professional they're not i don't know there's one that for years uh, was a, a tourist attraction they were all fake they i mean yeah over time some expert figured out they're fake so i mean if one guy says oh this is bigfoot's footprint i mean come on that's just that's just, it's not I mean, well, seems, it's, it's, it's the not. most it's the most important guy. There's not a lot of professionals in the. He's the Michael Jordan. He's the Michael Jordan of foot morphology. Is that what you're saying? One of, yeah. Wow. And so he's determined this is a white walking bipedal. He, uh, he's in he's between. A qualified, he's a qualified professional who is determined. He he never thought much of Bigfoot until he was shown tracks that he recognized as real, as a qualified professional. So, I mean, that's not something to be flippant about. That I think that's important. I and just there's think, other scientists on I think that's too. not that, you know, not very accurate science is what I'm saying, uh, in my opinion. You know, uh, just looking at looking at a foot and a, just... It, it's a very accurate science. You, you what, would be what? incorrect. Well, I mean, I might be incorrect, but it wouldn't prove that that's Bigfoot. I mean, a big a big foot. It's trace evidence. It's, it does, yeah, it's, it's not absolute proof to the world. That six six billion people understand, I get that, but it's what we refer to as trace evidence, and they do leave tracks. What about their defecation? Have we ever found any other petrified defecation or any other tracks? Some yeah. some people claim to have. I don't. Um, I care not of any kind of uh, Bigfoot poop stories, like, because that's that's a popular weird. story. Is that a popular that, story? It, no, no, no. It's not a popular story. Some people claim. That maybe they think they found something like that, but there's, there's, it's too. And they were just, and what's the story? They just were walking in the wood and they found a bunch of poop, and then they were said, "Oh, and this they, is Bigfoot." And, 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 right, and they, they just assume it's Bigfoot, or because they think they know what bear poop looks like, they uh, assume it's Bigfoot. But that's not that to me. That's not that's not a, a important piece of uh, a important piece of the conversation, <laughs> literally. You know, well, you never know. I, I mean, talk about well, how, how, okay. Well, you know, I, everybody poops. It's a normal thing, but we, we can get yeah, off yeah. the poop. Um, okay. Well, what What about the the sequencing of the DNA? You say that they have some sort of hominin, uh, and that's another thing. Is you know, as a skeptic, no, I don't necessarily believe that. All you know, you get some sort of DNA, put it through a computer, it can tell you a lot of fuddy duddy stuff. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I didn't say they're a hominin. I said that's a good place to start. Okay. You know, some some sort of undiscovered hominin. Because they look like primates. And that's the other thing is the the huge anecdotal body. That's why I say this is a legit phenomenon is because of the, the huge body of anecdotal accounts. And again, that's not enough to go to, you know, to, to go to like a, a high level education university and, and prove that Bigfoot's real because anecdotal isn't that standard of evidence. I get that. 
but it does prove the phenomena exist. So here's what I'm telling you, Alex, and this might tickle your fancy a little bit more. For some reason, people are seeing eight-foot-tall monkey men in the woods, and I'm not talking a handful of people. I'm talking tens of thousands, if not a million in the past 50 years. They say they see a monkey in the woods. I mean, how do we know they didn't see a monkey? I mean, I you know, what I, mean? A, I didn't say monkey. I said monkey man, eight foot tall, four foot wide shoulders, bipedal, covered in hair, hooded nose, wide mouth. You know, I've been mistaken for a Bigfoot, though. I mean, when I'm naked and if I'm at a lake house or something, being weird, running around, jumping in the water, skinny dipping sure. through a I shade, I could kind of, I mean, and, the, and I'm not, I'm just, I'm not even saying that to be facetious. I'm just saying it is a bipedal person. You're saying it's a person that's tall and it wouldn't make sense that they're eight feet, but it's like this anecdotal evidence that you saw this really tall thing in the woods. And we live in this place where like people have fish stories. Everybody that ever catches a fish is always way bigger than the fish actually caught. And people always like to say they have an alien abduction. People love that. And I don't necessarily believe that every person has ever said they had an alien abduction is telling the truth. So with me, that lack of physical evidence, because once again, once once a, once again, like this would be such a special species if it was this primate, this thing, it would almost be king of the woods or king of the jungle, whatever you want to call it. You it know, is. and that's it what is. I'm saying. I agree. Yeah. You know, it would it would have some sort of, you know, fifth finger or whatever. It was, you know, it would be different than the other animals. It, does. it has five fingers. That's what I'm saying. I'm just this myth. This is the mythology of it has five fingers. But we haven't you have never seen the skeleton or the bones. You've never seen one. Um, and I know these are speculating. I'm not trying to, you know, go down your throat. I'm just saying, it, okay, well, I'll even give you, oh, it's some sort of special, you know, human creature. But even that, we should have some sort of bones. Is he asexual? Are there women ones? And are yeah, there are female? And what is the lifespan, in your opinion, of a Bigfoot? I don't, we don't know because we can't follow them around to, to study them like we can study chimpanzees and, and things like that. That's the point. So there, there's a lack of knowledge here. If if we had all that knowledge, you and I wouldn't be here talking about it. We, I mean, are we going to debate ba- well, Pat, the existence is, of bears? Is, well, know? no, because we know yeah. bears exist, but we right. don't have any evidence for Bigfoot. But I mean, is there is, is there another animal in your opinion that we cannot uh, domesticate or at least catch? I mean, I, I mean, I believe that you know, they're even the rarest Serbian tigers from the you know from the most remote places of Russia, we have those tigers. I feel like those would be hard to get. Uh, why is they are yeah. so what what other animals can we not get other than bigfoot bigfoot's the only animal that we cannot uh, put in a zoo um you you can't put a giant squid in a zoo that's what i'm saying other than marine life is he the only yeah. land-based animal that we cannot catch uh we're not trying as a species because there's only a fraction of our species that's aware that these things are out there and and those people are rather amateurish, I will concede. Jose Canseco is actually one of the most famous Bigfoot. Um, uh, uh, I think I've heard that before. Yes, he actually, he actually, you can sign up on his website and he'll go Bigfoot hunting with you in the Pacific Northwest. And he used steroids. And I think he'll also show you how to use steroids if you're interested in taking a cycle with him. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not into steroids. That's well, sure. you might, if you're in the woods, though, it might give you extra strength in the cold. Well, we're going to do fighting. I, I highly so. recommend, pardon my interruption, but yeah. I I got to tell you, Pat, people love the footage. It, it, you're making us wait. I I could wait a little bit longer, but I, I do have to say, 
if we can Let's watch the it. footage anytime soon or the photos if you have either that's be... that is fine you're just doing your uh your moderator job there james we would just be pumped because this is always the most juicy part this is the part where everybody just right. likes to look closely but anyway so here we go let's let's pull up the the film you referenced earlier alex which is uh the uh it's called the patterson gimlin film that's it yeah and the the subject in the film is uh, uh referred to as patty because of that so um because she has breasts and uh yeah you'll dig this like big ones i like that i like big yeah. breasts i've always liked big breasts and so I guess let's just I guess we'll run through it first, James. Am I sharing? I'm not. Sh I'm not sharing yet. Hold on. Sorry, guys. This no is worries. I'm used to. I'm used you, to StreamYard, so I'm having to. I'll give you a chance to do that. As I mentioned, folks, our guests are linked in the description. So if you want to hear more from Pat, if you want to hear more from Alex for some reason, you can hear more from both of them. We really do appreciate our guests. We might tease them a little bit, but I got to tell you, we really do appreciate them. They are the lifeblood of the channel, and so they are linked below. And if you're listening to this via podcast, but let's get to Pat's footage. All right, Pat, they can see your footage clear as day. All right, so I can play it. Yep, we're ready for you. All right, here we go. Here's pretty good quality of the PG film. Yeah, that's so clearly a costume. I mean, in my opinion, but let's watch it again. You can just see. I just look at the action of the of the derriere. It doesn't even move naturally. Where's his butt cheeks? Yeah, I'm a butt. Leg. I'm a butt cheek expert. I know how a thong would fit. He couldn't even wear a thong. That's just one big hump. It's no, lumpy. I don't see it. I don't see. See what? Watch, watch the right leg as it impacts the ground right here. But no, leg. no. Go, go back. You can almost see that if you even look at it, it's not fully filled out in the legs. You know, you can tell that the padding. You can tell from the padding from the derriere. One thing I want to do, I want to hear, I, I promise we'll come to your point, Alex, but I do want to hear Pat's case uh, or Pat's I kind of explanation it. of the clip first, and I promise we'll come right to your objection, Alex. Pat, I think you mentioned the right leg, Pat. Yeah, in a couple of steps here, the, the impact on the, the right thigh, bam, moves, bam, is so, it's very powerful. Um, you can see that muscle movement. This This kind of costume technology... Uh, did not exist in 1967 at all. <laughs> now I knew I knew the butt. I know what you're talking about with the butt. Looks it kind of bumped out. Their anatomy is different than ours. Some of it's similar. Um, the most important thing is the limb placements. They are uh, they are not uh, anywhere near human proportions on an integral scale. Um, so. So that's, I mean, some of the, the first parts of, of, of opposing, again, you're having a knee-jerk reaction to the film. Uh, so this film has been studied and studied by the proper professionals for years and years. I've been watching it for 20 freaking years. Uh, the proportions on this do not match up to a guy in a suit, and that's basically been proven. Yeah, I mean, science. I, oh, Go ahead, I Alex. Know. I know you had a, an objection. 
Well, I, I just don't know if that's true. But if we can go back to the beginning of the, of the foot, I'd like to see if we can see the padding. Go to the very beginning, see if we can see like the bottom of his foot at the very beginning. I don't know if because that thing's kind of in the way. Play it. And then, oh, sorry. No, no, we'll see. Maybe it's hard, it's hard to get it out of the way. Quickly. Oh yeah, because it's gonna hit pause. I'll, Maybe I'll go to the beginning I'll... and then press pause. Here, press here, pause. There you go. There you go. Oh, see, like that that first frame, go back. It looks like the padding of his feet that clo- so clearly looks like. If you guys look at the bottom of the feet, go to the beginning. That just so clearly looks like a costume. Go to the very beginning. Now, now, move out of the way. You got to see, look at the pads right. of the feet. All right, here we go. I want everybody to focus on foot pads. That's so clearly a boot. But it's not. I mean, if if Alex, the experts professional objective experts aren't saying that you can't just watch it and, and give me that X. Ex- well, they don't you smoke as good a weed as me. They, they don't man. smoke. They probably don't smoke sativa mixed with hybrid indica. So they probably don't know how to really expand their mind. So you probably got some rinky dink scientists. And when you got me looking at I it know. from an unbiased no. eye, I can no, tell no, you no, that's no. a, yes, that's a costume shoe. But I mean, it's just, it's, All that's right, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop sharing this club. Um, just because I, I don't want to sit here and watch it over and over again. I mean, I'll pull it back up later or whatever, but. Ready. Now, I noticed, did, do I understand right? You said in this clip, Bigfoot has, was that the clip where you said Bigfoot has breasts? Uh, yeah. And I mean, I just stopped. I I, yeah, I looked at, I looked during the video and I never realized, it's like, oh, it does actually look like Bigfoot looks like a female there. It looks like they're actual breasts. But. Is that what you were saying, or was it a different clip? Yeah, uh, gotcha. it, it's in it's in that clip. I guess it's not it's not quite. It may not. No, it's it's just that it's smaller. I could probably pull up a picture of that. Well, I I, mean, I was just saying that I I noticed I I hadn't noticed before until someone pointed it out. But it it does look like that Bigfoot had breasts, and that's the first time I've ever like noticed. Uh, I always thought that was yeah. a guy Bigfoot. Well, yeah. in Mardi Gras, New Orleans, I saw a Bigfoot with a nipple ring. Now that I think about it, in all in all seriousness, though, I mean, this was um, uh, this has been this film has been studied. It, it's been around since it was shot in 1967, so 54 years now. It's been studied by all kinds of professionals, and no one has ever been able to debunk it. In, especially in such a simple way that you just uh, attempted, uh, you're just basically doing a Joe Rogan. You're like, oh, it's, yeah, it's obviously a guy in a suit. Well, well Jay, is that what Joe Rogan's argument is? I didn't even know that. Is that what Joe Rogan's argument yeah. is about Bigfoot? Yeah, Joe, oh, I, didn't, Joe, I didn't even know that. It's funny. I yeah. didn't even know. So well, tell me Joe Rogan's right. opinion of Bigfoot. I'm interested. That's well. That's what it is. He. I just believe like, he would do a lot of evidence or research. He's that's he's the kind of research no, yeah, guy. So right. what is what does well, he believe? Is, this is evidence. I'm showing you evidence. I just showed you evidence. What is Joe Rogan's opinion? I didn't. I don't know. What does he believe? I just about told Bigfoot? you what it was. He, he just, thinks he says whenever, the same thing. Whenever he gets pulled pulled up on his show or talked about, he just looks at it and goes, eh, "It's clearly a guy in a suit." It's it a clearly knee jerk. Very knee jerk. Not well thought out. Not studied at all. But the this da- was studied. The, the derriere of it, Pat. I know, but the butt, the posterior doesn't look correct of, of a wild animal. Of, that... of, of anything you've ever we're, seen in your life. You, you that's to why talk... it doesn't look correct. I understand, Pat, but we're talking about a mythical creature that's able to hide. And at the same time, if you watch the footage, he goes back and goes in selfie mode and just looks at the camera. Like, it's just so, it's so bizarre and so unbelievable. That it is you know, bizarre. 
Well, I think if it saw a human and this is the most discreet animal in the world, why wouldn't it run away? Why wouldn't it run away, start running, or why wouldn't it run at the person and kill them if it's such a smart, you know, you know, by, you know, whatever, bicuspid, what is it? About, what is the word? I don't even know what it is. Well, you're, uh, you're, 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 now you're claiming to be a mind reader. I am. I'm but, clairvoyant. Yeah. I have clairvoyant yeah. skills, actually. Right. I can, so, yes, well, I let's know. hear from Pat I for a name. second. I'm sorry. Yeah, so you're... You I know what kind of cigarettes you smoke. I bet you smoke. I bet you smoke. I bet you smoke. I bet you smoke Marvel Red this. cigarettes. This is just, a, this is just a clairvoyant test. It's, it's going to give me a lot of pleasure. So uh, just to hear from Pat for a second, because we definitely want to hear both of you. Uh, there's no way you could guess what kind of cigarettes I smoke. Okay, if there's some... Obs- what? There's zero... This really zero isn't even relevant. We can go back to, is there any other footage... I hate doing this, but as interesting as your cigarette brand is, I really do want to see more footage. All right. I'll play the other one, James. What are they, Chesterfield cigarettes? Nope. What is the most rare cigarette? Not Lucky's, not Native American Spirit. Nope. Keep they're, going. They're like the do- are they the cigarettes that are dollar ninety nine at the gas station? Nope. So they're are they name brand cigarettes? Uh, now you you want me to answer? I'm not going to answer any question other than yes or no with that. Uh, you're guessing. Okay, how about this? We're you ready smoke, for this next You clip. don't smoke menthol cigarettes. You smoke regular cigarettes. The audience is mm. asking for a clip. Please, I'm, you guys. Here I come well, with it. Answer sorry. that. Do you smoke? I guess you smoke regular cigarettes and not menthol. What do you smoke? Menthol regular? Like, good guess. You were correct. All right, clairvoyant. So just proof if anybody's wondering. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Are we up, We got it. Okay, so now this clip is um, – this is actually – I got to set this up real quick. This is actually a clip uh, that a buddy of mine uh, – he took from the end of the film, and he cleaned it up a little bit. Um, is, is, this is the best imagery from the end of the film that people have been ignoring for years, really, because it just didn't see – you couldn't see much. But he stabilized it. He did a little bit of color correction. And uh, he looped it and zoomed it in, like with every loop. And so this is from the end of end of the film. This this thing's massive. Sorry, I'm not trying to prime everybody, but oh, sorry, I. Got the bar on the way. My bad. We'll play it again. We'll play it again. I'll move the bar. What are the what are the chances that they are able to catch it on the small chance of a eight millimeter camera, but they're not able to do it with a camera in everybody's pocket today? That seems kind of weird. And how can we not find in all those tracker cameras, like those deer cameras? That's what we always get pictures of wild animals. Why haven't we ever got a picture on one of those? Uh, okay, that's kind of straw man stuff. I mean, look, I know there's millions of cameras. I mean, I wanted to talk about this piece of evidence, not right. not. All right. Not distract all over the place. Okay, Should, should I play it again, James? Or 
I'm good. I am intrigued, though, that I like that you brought you brought a new video. I've never seen that one. Yeah, uh, my buddy has cleaned up the end of the Pat- Patterson Gimlin film vi- video better than anyone else. I'm, I'm actually shocked that he was able to clean it up <clears> as well. Um, I'll play. I'll, I guess I'll play it one more time. Um, but and let's talk about Sorry, this. What year event. did you say? Huh? What What year did you say this was? 1967, October 1967. Do you drive a Nissan truck, Pat? No, why? Do you drive a truck? Uh, not currently, no. Okay. I, right. My clairvoyance isn't very good. Why? It's just not, my radar's not good on you. You're hard to, you're hard to decipher a little bit. Yeah, or, or you're, uh, no, I'm clairvoyant. I'm one of the best. I'm like, or you're, uh, or you're uh, <clears throat> looking me up. <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't. I'm not looking you up, honestly, Pat. I don't. I'm not, I don't even know your last name. To be Alex, to be anything on this video? Yeah, I mean, so clearly, once again, the size of the thing. I mean, that the reason you haven't seen that video because that one has been, you know, thoroughly debunked, James. I mean, that video is laughable if you really want to go. And like the quality of the footage. Knee jerk reaction. That's just my honest opinion. When I look at it, it doesn't even look like a, a a creature that would be able to hide in the woods. It's just it's just jaunting casually through the woods, and and we're able to catch it on a camera in 1960, whatever. But we can't catch one of these with all the technology of all the deer cameras that we have, where you could just leave a camera in the middle of the woods with all the technology of cell phone cameras yet we're still not be able to i mean i just because it just doesn't make sense that yeah, there should I, be more physical evidence if there is one to every hundred black bears when we've seen thousands of black bears i mean we know i mean black bears i mean is one of the most famous animals that you know in the in the nomenclature of society because it's a rare animal it's such a cool animal and i just think there would be more dude, physical evidence dude, you're all over the map man I am because that's you, the truth. You you're, do, you're doing your thing. Um, can I at least make my case? Of course. Hear me out. If if not any for any other benefit than the audience, dude, like just hear me out. So there was a three year study. One of the biggest studies done on the film was a three year study by a man, uh, a professional, uh, uh. <clears throat> Uh, named uh, <clears throat> Glickman, Je- uh, Jeff Glickman, uh, and he's a, a forensics analysis. Um, so he, he's a professional <coughs> at dealing with uh, forensics, especially with uh, visual forensics like this. And it, this study was done for three years. There's a uh, there's a shortened version of the report on, available online. Um, Again, Jeff Glickman, that he spent three years and in science happened and math mathematical equations that are above my head, you know, things like that. Uh, but the report exists online still to this day. And the determination from that was this, quite simply. So again, not not some knee-jerk thing, but a very serious study. You know, that Patty was about seven foot four, had an 81 inch waist, um, and that 
So she was those proportions. Um, and, and the conclusion was, is that it likely not a hoax, basically. So that among other studies and in even uh, film and television experts have weighed in the body of evidence just gets bigger and bigger that it's not a guy in a suit. The proportions of the limbs. So, I mean, you could focus on the bot bottom of the feet all you want. Proportions of the limbs do not match human proportions. And you can't change where your limbs are on a body. You just, you can't change that. Especially in 1967 from two cowboys, basically Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin. So this has been thoroughly examined. And again, if you or Joe Rogan just wants to look at it and go, hey, it's a guy in a suit. Well, it actually, you could study the, the reality of, of what has been already examined about the film and, and more examination that's probably coming um, until we get better visual evidence. And so... Also, there's a living witness. His name's Bob Gimlin, and he wasn't the guy running the camera. He was on his horse, kind of covering the situation, like looking out, making sure nothing was going to happen, right? He's still alive. He was offered $1 million to do a TV show. If he would confess to the hoax, he immediately turned it down. And Bob's not a rich man. He's not independently wealthy. $1 million, that's verifiable, by the way. He turned it down. He said, nope, I'd love to take your money, but here's what happened. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> there were tracks cast from her path where she walked. There were nine tracks cast. Uh, those tracks, those casts are still around. And again, back to the Dr. Jeffrey Meldum, the foot morphologist, authenticates the tracks. So now we have a trifecta of evidence that goes along with the film that's been studied to death and never debunked except by you and Joe Rogan, Alex. Well, alpha force brain, alpha brain force or whatever. We both have it. Um, this is what, this is what it really, what it comes down to. People are mad. They're like, Oh, you know, you have a you know, lack of evidence. Well, I've watched, you know, the Jesse Ventura where he looks for Bigfoot. I've watched, you know, so a few documentaries looking at Bigfoot. I have a, you know, a little bit, but I haven't spent a lot of time because for me, it's just, like I said, I, the, I guess the burden of proof is on you, and you have anecdotal evidence of one guy that supposedly turned down a million dollars to go on a TV show. I'm sure he might have had an offer to be on the TV show, but I, I don't know. TV shows paying a million dollars to guests, like I don't, I don't know what the circumstances were, but a lot of people. Have, I do. I know. Well, exactly. a lot of people have a lot of stories, and and once again, um, I just I don't I don't think there's enough evidence because there would be some sort of a story. It's a production company offered Bob Gimlin. It's not one, it's not my one anecdotal account. I can pack this up with other official accounts of Bob Gimlin actually being offered a million dollars. He probably didn't have very much evidence. I mean, what did he, I mean, uh, he might have been offered that, but that doesn't prove Bigfoot is what I'm trying to say. You know, right, I don't know. Sure. He, didn't just... he wasn't offered a million dollars because he was giving them some sort of evidence, you know, you know, he was giving a million dollars to say that he doesn't exist. So it's not like. It's, it's, I mean, I guess you're saying he's being magnanimous by turning it down, uh, but it, it just, if he really had footage or evidence, it would be worth more than a million, you know? And so it's just, I might, 
I'll be honest with you, I might just lie. And even if it was true, right? I saw a Bigfoot, and I know I saw a Bigfoot, and somebody comes to me and offers me a million dollars, I might just go, yeah, I'll, I'll lie and confess. Yeah, but, yeah most people would. Hoax, man, <laughs> like money on the table, dude. It just speaks to the man's character because he was a witness at that filming. He's the only living person. Roger Patterson died in 1972. The man that actually filmed it. Bob Gimlin is still alive. And it was only the two of them when this occurred. And there's there's physical evidence. There's track cast. Again, backed up by a, a professional scientist that can verify that it's... Uh, it is not a human foot. And you got limb proportions that clearly show it's not a man in a suit. You got a three-year study. You got TV and film experts who've come along and says, special effects artists that, that back that up, that's not a guy in a suit. So we know what it's not. I'm willing to concede, hey, Alex, maybe we don't know what it is, but we know what it's not. It's not a guy in a suit. I, I just still tend to disagree from that. I'm just going by what I see. I mean, you disagree you, you all know. you want. <clears throat> but the, anybody can look this stuff up. Again, I'm coming at it as a, a, from, from a total critical thinking scientific standpoint. I, don't, I have no cherished uh, interest in what it is or isn't. I just want to know. I just want knowledge. I want to understand the world I live in. That's what science is. That's and how, the and, angle I'm coming. And I and the, and what what is the Bigfoot the the key I guess to the transition? Like what is I mean I guess it's hard to ask you what is Bigfoot, but I mean, you know how is Bigfoot able to be so elusive? Like is he a spiritual being? Is he I mean is he a mythical creature or is he? Is, is a, well, I don't know how mythical creatures I, are elusive, but uh, you know I don't know you know like look. I'm not going to rule out supernatural, but that's not that's not a good starting point for me. I don't start at something that like you can't like test a like you know you know define like with experiments, right? So you know what is a portal? I don't know. Do you know what a portal is? I don't know what a portal is. You know what's an alien? Where do they come from? You know I, I can't. I don't want to go down that road. I need a testable definition. And so a good starting point is an undiscovered hominid. And people that are around these things and people have learned to track them to some degree, they are very elusive. And again, they're very rare. And they don't like us. They don't trust us. They don't want to have anything to do with us. That's sort of the consensus at this point. It almost has to be that way. Don't you agree? I mean, wouldn't you agree? If you say, okay, Bigfoot's real, wouldn't they almost have to be elusive to the point where they don't trust us and don't like us? Well, we've never had any modern-day footage of them. And for me, you know, you keep saying experts have said that it's real. Like, I've literally seen TV shows. I mean, I don't know if that's a good example with experts saying that they're experts and that it's fake. So we can say expert versus expert, whatever. I don't even want to go with that. But um, the, the idea that we don't no have... No expert has ever debunked it. Okay, well, we'll just agree to disagree on that. But um, we can't 
the fact that we don't have any whatsoever evidence, physical evidence. And so well, the DNA that's supposedly been extracted, I don't think if you've talked about that, isn't there supposedly uh, yeah, no, DNA like, or yes. something? Yeah, so like DNA is has not really been a thing up to this point, and there's a lot of good reasons for that. Um, uh, DNA is very uh, expensive to test DNA. So if you think you have something that might be Bigfoot related that's worthy of testing, it, nobody's nobody's going to pay for it. And even on top of that, even if the money would be there, a lot of the the DNA labs. Uh, they don't want to touch it because it's kind of a taboo thing, right? And they don't want to waste the time of their interns. They don't want to, they don't want any weird publicity for their labs. Scientists would love to find a Bigfoot. Are you kidding? Not all. Some do. Why would but a not scientist all? not want to find the most hidden creature of all time, the most hidden famous creature? It'd be like saying it'd be like saying you don't want to find like you. They're being a lot of scientists are knee jerk. Ah, it can't exist. But there are there are plenty of scientists interested in this subject, and I'm here to tell you, I know this personally, Alex. There's a, at least a hundred, a hundred scientists gathered right now in in one group, and that do not want to come public, even though behind the scenes they'll work, they'll work work with us, they'll work with people. I say us. I'm talking about sort of a loose group of people. And so those scientists are there. Others just, they, they're they dismissive. I mean, it's, you know, they're people, right? So they kind of have the, the same reaction you're having here. Uh, but there are plenty of scientists that are on board. And and soon we, we're, we hope to get the DNA thing worked out. Again, it requires funding and the right lab or labs because this has to be repeatable not just from one source, that's what science is all about, to do the proper, proper examination and know what they're, and even know what they're looking for. Once again, I mean, I just, you know, we always, people are going to say, oh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. People are like, you know, people are going to say, what are you going to say, Pat? I'm just saying there's just not enough for I me mean, to change my yeah, mind. Yeah, there's not enough. I agree with you. There's not enough. See, we just hit a point <laughs> of agreement. That. We can't. And I think, I think, listen, you've seen enough stuff where I can see like, listen, there's like, you know, people get mad at me. There's all kinds of crazy conspiracies, this and that. Like, so I don't even think that, that the idea that there's an animal that's elusive, but for me, like, I don't think that the idea that Bigfoot could exist, like, I, I think maybe, but I just really don't think so because I want to, like, what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say is I want to believe that he's real, but there's just not enough. And I'm a guy that plays it so loose and fast. I would give it the well, benefit of the doubt, Pat, and I still sure. can't. You still can't. Oh, I'm sure you can give me some of the benefit of the doubt, but I think believe is the wrong way. Dude, I don't believe in Bigfoot. Alex? You know he's real. That's what you're going to say. Yeah. I don't well, I don't I don't believe in Bigfoot. What I'm going to say is I don't have a I don't have faith. I'm coming at this from an actual analytical critical thinking. There's something here. It's not based on faith. It's not that I want Bigfoot to be real. It's not that I want Bigfoot to be this, that or the other if they are real. I have zero like interest in any of that. I just want answers as to the to the actual phenomena. What 
is this phenomenon? And hey, bro, if it's they get on they get on the spaceship and they go to Planet Hairtron, so be it, right? Like, I forget. Well, did you did you say in the beginning? Have you seen Bigfoot before? I've never laid eyes on a Bigfoot in real life. I've I have had what I would call an encounter. Yes. Wow. They, one, yeah. How would you describe your encounter, please? One, uh, one one came around my camp one night and started banging on a tree. Basically. And you didn't, and, and you and you could tell because the bang was not that of a of a primate. There was no person back there. I can tell you that again. Just like, just like with Patty, bro, that ain't no person. But if these Bigfoots are walking up to people's houses, how have we not got one on camera? I don't know, dude. That that dives. We dive pretty deep into the minutia. They're extremely intelligent, and like I said, man, they found their niche in their environments, and they have plenty of environment to work with. So if they decide to get close to us, they can handle us because you. You will never get the jump on them. They are masters of their domain. And we we aren't us humans, especially modern day, we're not good in linear environments with terrain like that. These things have been living out there for thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of years. They don't need us and they don't like us. That's for sure. Everyone that I know personally. And there's lots of dudes, man, lots of dudes I know that have stared Bigfoot in the eye. It's not a pretty face. It's not a, hey, welcome, you know. Hey, Alex, we're glad you're here. All the footage of him, he's just lollygagging around like it's no big deal. He's just farting in the woods, like looking for a good place to not leave his people on if you talk about the pat the the, the PG film, both of the footages, but she she just simply walked away, and there's a there's close up pictures of her face. She looks pissed. Oh, and by the way, you'll like this. You like this. There's a phenomena going on there, or it's not phenomena, a biological response that we've we've seen and, and documented. And you know what it's called? It's called pilo erection. What is that? I love, I love, I love, uh, uh, I, I love when I have an erection. Wait, tell me all about it. What about it? Tell us more. Pilo erection is basically um, when the hair hair stands up on your arms. Oh. You know, so like if you're whatever, dude, you get excited about something or you get spooked. Also, you see it in dogs and cats, right? My so dog does it. Yeah, my dog's hair. Yeah. Is, uh, right. So I, what I call it. And we can keep saying pilo erection all, all, all you want, man. But what I call it is razorback. I'm going to get razorback, right? And the, so your dog sees another dog in the hair, get like in certain parts of the dog. It's like a mohawk. Yes. It stands right up like a mohawk. That's happening in that film. It's happening in that film. That Her film hair is so- stands that- up. P- pilo erection, bro. But this is the thing is, why are we looking at footage so old? How have we not accidentally got it with all the drones? We have drones that we can take into the deepest parts of the woods. I mean, we have all kinds of access to cameras now that we didn't have in that day and age. You see. I mean, this is what I'm saying. Gabby Petito, like we can't even it's hide the body. Dude. We've looked in the most remote places for dead bodies. Like it's just. No, no, just, no, no. 
not back to the dead body thing or or you you'll get me going down another road which I'll, i i can talk about but dude drones you i'm glad you said that oddly enough i'm the biggest drone advocate in the bigfoot world i preach it i preach it you, i just showed you my drone you saw my drone right you saw it yeah yes yeah, you're an article chart it looks like a badass thing. drone it looks like a nice one it is it's a it's a big kid drone yeah and uh it's no toy it's a professional commercial grade drone and uh i'm a certified uh faa remote pilot i advocate for drones in the bigfoot world and dude like i just get crickets like people don't want to use them because they they want the inner they people in the bigfoot world want to go out in the woods and get interactions that's what they want like that's where they're at they want to be out there with them and i'm like dude i i could go stand on that hilltop two miles away and and look look right where you want to look you know with the drone and so i'm i'm a huge advocate for that so i'm glad you brought that up well i just feel like too you know the people want to go they want the hunt and and like they don't necessarily want to kill something it's it's kind of it's called live action role playing and like i'm not saying that's what you're doing but the people that are amateurs where you want to go with jose canseco like guys google jose canseco barefoot uh, training or ba- barefoot hunting excuse me um you know, it's just there. There's, and you said this earlier in your debate. There's enough goofballs that mess it up. But like I said, that is true. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because there are some goofballs. You know, they. It's called. It's called astroturfing. But like, why was the government? And I'm anti-government. I think the government would lie. But like, is the government hiding Bigfoot? Because I don't think Bigfoot could do this by themselves. Wouldn't the government want to have this creature under wraps? Wouldn't it be a military? Uh, uh, a threat to the United States? Could, uh, no, the military. Uh, I don't know, some sort of creature. I mean, animal. Like, uh, you know, we, we don't know. I just feel like they might spend some time under, looking for that. It would be a it'd be a close cousin, man. These things have very human like features. So, but let me. Can I answer that question with a question? Will yes. you allow me to do that? Yes. Uh, if Donald Trump knew about the existence of these creatures. Do you think he could keep his mouth shut about it? I I don't think Donald Trump could honestly about Bigfoot. I think I mean he would that that All Bigfoot right, so Bigfoot's no harm no foul if we know Bigfoot's real. Yeah, so I I bring that point up because you said the government. Um, I think the the best we can sort of work out at this point is that there are boots in the ground wildlife management people that are aware of this phenomenon in at whatever degree and and they kind of compartmentalize it like it does it never goes up the chain it's just something they know they have to deal with because they work in those areas and so yeah that they're you know the government has its tip of its toe maybe dipped in the water but it's i i don't i don't have any reason to think that you know there's 10 bigfoot in some cages somewhere in some government facility or anything weird like that yeah i'm looking at how many how many deaths happen from uh, uh, black bears a year how many deaths from black mm-hmm. bears a year it does happen it's rare but it happens mostly yeah. when people try and feed them there's about four there's about four to ten Every year? No, what did he say? 32 bear attack statistics. 
there were four fatal attacks in oh four over the last hundred years. Excuse me. So I said, according to data, there were ten fatal attacks in total, two in nineteen sixty-seven. So there aren't very many black bear attacks. And I know that I watched right. that great documentary, Grizzly Man, where about Timothy Treadwell, where he gets eaten up. Uh, so I don't want you to be the next Timothy Treadwell, Pat. So are you out there? Are you strapped to the gun in case Bigfoot not, wants all the smoke? I, I don't do a lot of boots on the ground uh, looking for Bigfoot. No, my my thing is the drone. That's my that's my gig. If I'm going to look for Bigfoot, I much prefer to do it with a drone. So, yeah, I, I don't go trampsing around the woods going, come here, big boy. Come here, Bigfoot. Come but he came for you. He looked for you, Pat. So he was coming for you. Maybe he wanted to have sex with you, I bet. Well, do you think they have sex with humans? Because this is what they say, like in the Bible, the Nephilim. Uh, well, you never know. They might rape a human, and they might eat the human. You never know. Don't use the R word. I don't know. You might not be able to say the word. I apologize. Yeah. I'm just saying an animal might take advantage of a human being sexually. Well, you should check out Peter Kane. Because you what? sound just like him right now. What is Peter Kane? I don't like that. I don't like that. I just thought you just, said uh, that. Well, when we're done here, Alex, just Google Peter Kane on YouTube. He has a channel. And uh, and I'll let him address everything you just brought up. I mean, I just look at, like, we, we have killed... Well, this is real quick. We'll I want to say this. We have Q&A shortly. Well, real quick, my last, okay. my last statement is... is uh, this is the one problem, though, too. It's like you look at the tigers, you know, in the middle of Siberia, or you look at the killer whales. We have it like every sea world. These are animals in the ocean. You think that would be so hard to catch? I mean, they'd have so much room to hide. Yeah, we have all of them in a zoo, like almost all the marine life within the seven miles of our um, shore or seven miles of our sea level. And we don't have one big daddy foot daddy. It's just not yet. Maybe it's coming. I hope. Interesting to say the least. We are going to jump into the Q&A, folks. Do want to give you a couple of reminders. Whew. It is coming so fast. Modern Day Debate's first ever conference debate con is going to be in Dallas this month on the 15th and 16th. So that's Saturday the 15th and the 16th of Sunday. And that <coughs> is in Dallas, Texas. I have linked the tickets for this event in the description box. I've got to tell you, tickets are still available, and we bumped on the price. We said we want to have as many people. I emailed Bob, and I said, let's get the venue packed. We want to have as many people there as possible. We're excited that a lot of people have bought tickets, but I can tell you, if you move fast, you can still get them. We are absolutely pumped. This is going to be a gigantic event, and also want to let you know, we're going to jump into the Q&A right now. So thanks so much for your question. Mac the Human says, I believe in Bigfoot even when he doesn't believe in himself. He can do anything he sets his mind to. Thank you, Mac the Human. So positive. Not a chump says, Alex, you're the man for coming in clutch tonight, bro. Do appreciate you jumping in last minute as T-Jump is sick. We hope he feels better. And stupid New Year's whore energy says, Hominids, like a Bigfoot, would need a significant population of hundreds of individuals to reproduce. Where are they? I think that's for you, Pat. Uh, I, like I said, they're rare, but they they would have enough numbers to uh, populate and enough room uh, in the areas that they're in to uh, to be spread out and, and not be over competitive for resources, but yet still be able to, um, to, to populate. And, um, and I mean, I hate to say this, like there are some species, I'm not trying to be weird. 
There are some species where inbreeding isn't as much of a biological effect on that species as with human beings. And I'm not suggesting that's the case, but it is one of those possibilities. So I think, well, I know, I know that they have enough of a population to, to breed. You got it. And thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from ASEAN Talks says, Bernard Huevelsmans, who is a zoologist and the so-called father of cryptozoology, thought the creature in the Patterson film was a suited human. Okay, one person's opinion. Um, there were a lot of a lot of people that thought it was a suit. There still are. Um, I, I think I made my case for that fairly well, and all of that is researchable. This one coming in from Ozzy and Tox. John Napier, who is a primate expert, said, quote, there is little doubt that the scientific evidence taken collectively points to a hoax of some kind, and it says supporting channel. I think that they're referring to a hoax regarding Bigfoot. Pat will give you a chance to respond. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, James. Can you do that one again? Because I, it was a little convoluted sounding to me. They said, John Napier, who is a primate expert, said, quote, there is little doubt that the scientific evidence taken collectively points to a hoax of some kind behind the Bigfoot. So that comment is saying there's little doubt it points to a hoax. So Napier, Napier was on the fence. Um, and what the the circle that uh, Napier couldn't square was that it looks like it looks like an uh, an ape from the waist up, but it looks like a human from the waist down. And he couldn't square that circle. So at the end of the day, um, in one of his books, he said, I, do, I don't think that it was real. But he, he was an on-the-fence guy. And, and then uh, just a few, few years later, uh, Lucy was discovered. Lucy, the, uh, the fossilized remains of an ancient humanoid. And she was so... Think scientific thinking was all wrong. Lucy was discovered, and she, in fact, was ape from the waist up and human from the waist down, human-looking. And so <clears throat> had Napier ever known that or had that information, his opinion probably would have been different. So that's what I have to say about Napier. You got it, And Thank you very much for this question coming in from Christopher Silvius. says, nearly extinct bipedal apes. As a creationist, I have no problem with that. Dinosaurs could still exist as well. Pat, does this fit with uh, the creation narrative or not? I don't know if that's their point, but Pat will give you a chance to respond. I'm not sure. What's the creation narrative, James? Enlighten me. I, I'm referring to kind of the idea of a young Earth creation narrative as young earth creationists would advocate I don't, for it. it doesn't none of that jives with me about anything that exists in this world it means that we didn't evolve that like god created the earth and all the animals in it is but is that like the earth is ten thousand years old thing basically oh uh, yeah that none of that jives with me with any living creature on the planet 
whether B Bigfoot exists or not. So that's my coming, opinion. Yeah. This one coming in from Stupid New Year's Whore Energy it says, Bigfoots are forest ninjas. Thank you for that. And page loading. <laughs> want to let you know, folks, our guests are linked in the description. We've got more questions, but do want to remind you. Did you link not... to my OnlyFans? You know, I have an oh, OnlyFans I'm sorry. Now. Are you from yeah. some country where it's okay to interrupt people? Both of our guests are linked in the description, including at the podcast. I encourage you, if you want to hear more of Pat, if you want to see more of Alex, their links are in the description box, including Alex's OnlyFans. You Next didn't up, know about it until it just AJ did. Aries says, why has no one hit Bigfoot with their car, Pat? Uh, good question. Um, I'm not sure. Again, I don't. I don't get to observe them. Observation is is the most important thing to me when it comes to Bigfoot. And I don't get to observe them enough to know why they would do a road crossing. There are stories that they have been hit by vehicles, but I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I'm buying that, you know. So I'm not I'm not gonna go with that. So to answer to to a fair answer to the question basically is I don't know. You got it. And that is it as far as questions from the live chat. I do want to say thank you so much to our guests. It has been a true pleasure, both Pat and Alex. We really do appreciate you guys hanging out with us. And folks, the debaters are the lifeblood of the channel. We really do appreciate them. So give them a high five if you happen to see them or click their links in the description if you don't think you're going to see them as we really do appreciate these guys. So Pat and Alex, one last thank you. Thank you. Please, thank you, Pat. I hope Bigfoot is real. I hope we find him. But I'm yeah, thank, thanks, James. My pleasure. And we will be back in a moment, folks, with updates about DebateCon, big time debates coming up this month. It's it's nine days, basically, you guys. It is going to be ginormous. And so stick around for updates on some of these juicy upcoming debates, such as the one on the bottom right of your screen, liberalism versus Islam. That's going to be a juicy one, to say the least. And that's coming up at DebateCon. So stick around for updates on that. Thanks, folks. Real quick, right James. James, real quick, why are those Islam debates so intense? Those are one of the most intense debates, I believe. It's true. The Islam debates, as of right now, are probably the most popular topic on the channel. They are mm. on fire. And there are going to be three, if I recall right, debates that have to do with Islam at the conference. It is going to be ginormous. So you're right about that, Alex. Astute observation. And we'll be back in just a moment. Peace.
Ladies and gentlemen, absolutely thrilled. We've got some upcoming stuff to talk about. Oh my goodness, it is gigantic. It is ginormous. Modern Day Debate Con is coming. It is this January 15th and 16th, as I have mentioned. And I've got to tell you a couple of things. One, I've got to show you all the debates for this because you might be wondering, James, what exactly is Debate Con? I've heard about it. It is our first in-person conference. Let me show you this. I finally got this idea. I thought, oh, you know what? This is an easy way to show exactly what DebateCon is. Now, don't worry. I'm not a ghost. I did that on purpose to try to make it so it's a little bit easier to see the back. Basically, check this out. On screen, if you look at the top row of debates here, oh, baby, this is just some of them. So, for example, David Wood taking on Muslim Kenny Bomer on whether or not Muhammad's marriage to Aisha was immoral. That's going to be a juicy one. That's on the top left. Then maybe you see this one right over here. Oh, that's right. I forgot my screen is. So the second one on the top row is inspiring philosophy versus holy Kool-Aid on whether or not Christianity is dangerous. That's going to be epic. T-Jump versus Kenny Bomer on whether or not Islam or atheism provides a better foundation for ethics. Then T-Jump versus David Wood. And I've got to let you know, some of these will be live to the public, but some of these will be the type that you have to throw into the crowd fund. And I've got to tell you, well, or you could watch in person. So the tickets for watching in person are linked in the description. So if you click into the description box right now, you will see the link for the tickets for Debate Con. And I'm seriously pumped, you guys. This conference is going to be massive. It's going to be gigantic. And you guys might be wondering, you're like, wow, but what if I can't make it in person? Maybe James, you know, I, I, I wanna watch it online. Well, don't worry, you can. So let me tell you this. Some debates, such as the one on the far left, if you look to the far left on the top row, whether or not Muhammad's marriage to Aisha was immoral. That debate will actually be one that you have to throw it. You either have to do one of three things. One, you be there live and watch it in person. Two, if you throw into the crowd fund, or three, if you become a modern day debate channel member, or four, if you are a modern day debate Patreon supporter. So if you're already a Patreon supporter or if you are a channel member, you're already set. Don't worry, friends. You are actually in good. You will get to watch all of the, the debates that day that are live to the internet live. There are a few, like very small amount of debates that are going to be where you actually have to be in person. That's the only way that it's going to be shown live. One example of that is if you look at the bottom right of the screen, you can see that the second debate on the second row of the debates between Dylan Burns and Infrared, that is actually going to be only live in person. And so that's why we encourage you buy a ticket as there are one or two debates where you can only watch it live in person. So that's another thing. And then you might be wondering, well, what is it exactly? What's going on with these rows, James? Well, the top row, and this is just taken from our YouTube homepage. So if you want to look at this more closely, you can. You can click on each one of these videos. The top row is the Modern Day Debate, Debate Con Day 1 events. So these are all religion debates. And then the second row, that is all political debates. And believe me, they are going to be gigantic. We are absolutely pumped. Big names that are going to be there. People like Daniel Hikachu, we are pumped. Muslim debater, strong debater, as well as David Wood, 
strong Christian apologist, a strong Christian apologetics debater, Kenny Bomer, Muslim debater, first timer. We're excited. We've you know we've seen from what I've seen of him, he looks like a strong debater. That's going to be a juicy one. As well as Destiny, obviously he's going to be there in a number of debates. As well as Elijah Wood, or not Elijah Wood, Elijah Schaefer, even better than Elijah Wood. Elijah Schaefer has agreed to debate. That is going to be epic, and that's going to be with Destiny. That's right over my shoulder there. You can see my left shoulder. It is, or that would be my right shoulder. You can see it. It is going to be amazing. And we have, just to the left of that debate, you can see, so this is the one right at the corner of my shoulder, right here where my shoulder is like wiggling, just touching there. That panel is going to be massive. Nuance Bro and Actual Justice Warrior teaming up. You guys, I am absolutely pumped. Seriously. This is going to be a mammoth conference. But you might be thinking, James, uh, tell me more. I'm, I'm a little bit still like I don't exactly know what DebateCon is. Well, let me tell you, my dear friends. So if you are like, hey, I don't live in Texas, but can I watch it from home? Absolutely, you can. And let me just show you this. DebateCon is going to be supported through Indiegogo. So that link for being able to throw into the crowdfund, which helps us make this event possible and makes it so that you can watch all of these debates live on the day, those that are live for the internet, which is virtually all of them except two. Believe me, Indiegogo, highly trusted. It's just like GoFundMe and 100%, 100% of the funds that come in through ticket sales and through Indiegogo, the crowdfund, will be put forward or toward either this conference or if we happen to break above even, in other words, if we get past breaking even, we are going to reinvest all of those funds into the second conference. So it is a guarantee. If you throw into the crowdfund, if you happen to, let's say, buy a ticket for the in-person show, don't worry, my dear friends. 100% of it will be going to conferences like this. We are absolutely pumped about that as we think this is a huge opportunity. Modern Day Debate is going to pioneer this landscape and it is going to be massive. But you might be wondering, well, James, uh, where is the link for this Indiegogo? You know, like, ah, maybe I'll throw in a few bucks because, you know, I want to watch it live. I want to watch all the debates that day live. That would be cool. And I just want to see these conferences happen. Well, my dear friends, I got to tell you, it is so convenient. You can, for example, just log in through Facebook. So look on screen right now, if you go and click on the Indiegogo link, which is in the description, as well as if you click on the Indiegogo link, which I am throwing into the live chat right now. And there's only nine days left, folks. The Indiegogo, it basically, it goes away in nine days. It's coming really fast. And so for us, we want to say, hey, I wouldn't wait any longer because you might be thinking like, oh, yeah, I can, I'll just throw in at the last moment. My dear friends, there's not a lot of time left. I would definitely jump on it now. So that link for Indiegogo is in the live chat, and I'm pinning it to the top of the chat. And I've got to tell you, it is so easy. You don't even have to create an account in Indiegogo. You can just log in so easily, so conveniently with Facebook. I mean, really. Isn't that amazing? And you might be thinking, well, James, I don't know about this. I mean, still, uh, what, what is it exactly? Like, well, here, here's just a snapshot of what you can expect if you log into Indiegogo is 
You can jump in at the $9 amount, which basically allows you to watch all the debates live. If you want to watch and ask a question from home, you can do that. $50 gets you that opportunity to where you can ask a question. Basically, you send a text message to me or an email and we'll ask your question during the live debate. Huge stuff. And we really do appreciate that support because it is a blast as we really are excited about this event, folks. And you might be thinking, James, have you ever done this successfully before? Have you ever done one of these crowd funds? Do you know what you're doing? Because this is kind of weird, man. Yes, we have. We, in the past, have met our goal each time we've done a crowdfund like this. So, for example, Mike Jones versus Dr. Michael Shermer, that was about a year ago, almost to the date. We were doing that crowdfund, and we successfully made it to our goal. Absolutely amazing. And, my dear friends, you might be thinking, like, oh, yeah, beginner's luck, James. You had one. Good for you. But we have done it more than once. So, you remember this one over the summer, Matt Delhoney. Matt Dillahunty versus Dr. Kenny Rhodes. Oh, yeah. That was another one in which we have successfully met our goal. Believe me, folks, we are doing big things here. We know that we can do this, and this conference is going to be a success. So I've got to tell you. You might be thinking, James, I don't know. Why Why is it that there's this crowdfund? Is it you, you know, are you going to go to some sort of ski vacation? Are you going to go on vacation with all of these funds? Is this just for you to pocket, James? No, 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 no. We already said that 100% of the funds that come from the crowdfund as well as through ticket sales, 100%. Even though I'm telling you, I'm working nonstop on this conference, but it's because we believe in it and it's going to be huge. So I've got to tell you, DebateCon the budget is on screen right now, and we really believe this. And it's something that I am excited to put work into. Like, I have put, like, an insane amount of work on this over the break. It has been a ton of time, but I absolutely believe that it's worth it because we're excited about the vision of providing a neutral platform so that everybody can make their case on a level playing field. That's something we absolutely believe in and we're absolutely excited about. So let me tell you about this budget. You can see the blue chunk of the pie there on the right side, pretty gigantic. That's the venue. Yeah, it's pretty pricey. If you go to a hotel and you say, hey, we want to rent out your 200, uh, 200 seat room and we would like to uh, you know, use it for a conference, they won't say like, oh yeah, well, this is like for free. It's, it's actually something that we have to actually build funds for in order to do that. And that's where this crowdfund as well as the ticket sales come from. And I got to tell you, it is absolutely worth it. This is going to help Modern Day Debate fulfill our vision to the highest degree and take us in leaps and bounds to the next level. The next chunk, if you look at the bottom, there's this orange chunk that is kind of, you could say, almost looks like a triangle pointing upwards. That is for the speaker hotel rooms as we are putting up the hotel or up the speakers in hotel rooms for this event as, hey, we're going big. We want the speakers to feel well rested. And so that's why we're booking their night before, for example, so that they can get there, settle in, have dinner, go to sleep and then wake up and we can hit the ground running with debates all day, Saturday, the 15th. Like These debaters are doing so much and we really do appreciate them so much. Also, though. The chunk that is in the gray on the left side, that's for speaker flights. 
that's another thing. It is kind of a costly venture. And so we are absolutely excited, you guys. This is going to be ginormous. And there is a good purpose for why we're doing this as we absolutely are passionate without a shadow of a doubt. We want to fulfill the vision of providing a neutral platform so that everybody can make their case on a level playing field as we try to get people from all walks of life talking with one another. We believe in that. We believe that that's something that unites us, whether we be atheist, whether we be Christian, whether we believe in Bigfoot, whether we be skeptics of Bigfoot, whether we be black, white, gay, straight, you name it. Biden backers, Trump supporters, Bernie bros and all, we are absolutely passionate about this vision, my dear friends, as we are helping transcend boundaries. No matter what walk of life people are from, we are excited to get them in a conversation on modern day debate as we discuss the big questions of life. So my dear friends, I want to say thank you so much for your support. And I didn't get to say this until now. It's just been so busy lately for real. The conference has been so busy. Like this is big time and we were pumped about the future. I've got to tell you, if you're anywhere near Dallas, Texas, we have gone the extra mile. I said, I told you guys, I emailed Bob and I said, I think this is something that we want to have a packed venue. We want everybody who can possibly make it. We don't want the budget to be an issue for them if they're thinking about their own budget and they're like, Jay, you know, like, I don't know. It's, you know, it's kind of pricey is that we have knocked down the prices because we said, Hey, we want to make this as affordable as possible. We'll still, like I said, we want to at least break even so we can do more conferences like this. And so we have lowered the prices because we want to get as many people with us together at this conference. And so check out those prices, my dear friends, that's in the description box. And I've got to tell you, this is going to be big. This is going to raise a modern day debate to the next level as we fulfill that vision of getting people talking across boundaries, across demographics, across people groups, no matter what walk of life they are from. My dear friends, we're excited to have you here. And I want to say a couple of things. One, I want to say thank you because I haven't gotten to talk to you since before we hit 60,000 subscribers. You guys, this is awesome. I want to say thank you so much. Seriously, thank you for having subscribed. Join us while we are small. Believe me, this is only the beginning. There is going to be a time where we say, wow, we have grown so much someday where we will be over a hundred thousand. And we predict no joke by the end of this year, that that's going to happen where we will be a gigantic channel looking back and say, wow, you remember when we were 60,000? That was crazy. We have grown so much. That's crazy. You guys, we are so excited. Thank you for your support in making this possible to where we have hit this big milestone. Nonetheless, it's, it is worth celebrating. It is worth saying thank you guys. Seriously, I want to say thank you for your support, sharing our videos, liking our videos, even just hanging out here, no joke, that does help the channel. So for example, even by being here, it does tell the algorithm. So even if our, you know, we've got some haters out there, they hate modernity debate, but we're always glad they're here. So if you're a hater watching right now, thank you. The reason is, if you're watching right now, YouTube's algorithm basically works like this. It looks at what you're, what you're looking at and it looks at what people like you in terms of your interests are looking at. And it can, it can say basically, oh, you know, you know, Barbara is watching right now. It's like, oh, well, people who 
are like Barbara and that they like a lot of the same channels, we'll recommend it to them too because Barbara likes it and they have similar interests. So that's actually kind of how YouTube's algorithm works. And believe me, we want to say thank you so much though, for real. You guys, not just by watching, although that obviously, and I'm very serious when I say that helps, but also questions that you throw into the Q&A for real, having a quality Q&A makes the show better, as well as just being here from all sorts of walks of life. We appreciate the fact that, honestly, we, we pull the live chat oftentimes, and we find all the time the chat is a mix of Christians, Muslims, atheists, you name it, and that's the way we like it. We are glad you were here, my dear friends. And there are things that all of us, no matter what walk of life we are from, we nonetheless agree, whether we be Christian or atheist, Muslim, you name it, we all say, hey, we all wanted to at least be fair. Can we agree on that? We all agree on that. And that's something that we're united in across boundaries and something that we value. And so we want to say, though, thank you so much. Colin Barrett, I see you there in the old live chat, as well as Dawa Dean. Thanks for being with us, as well as Frank and Sideshow Nav. Thanks so much, Sideshow Nav, for being so supportive. Seriously, Sideshow Nav he does so much to help this channel. I am so thankful for him. And Cranky Beast 2259 Thank you so much for being with us. We are glad you were here, you little soy guzzler. Auntie Mandy, thanks for coming by, Auntie Maddie. We are glad you're with us. Long nights, YouTube, and thanks for being a member. Thanks for supporting the channel for real. We really do mean that. And Wilmar, thanks for being a supporter of the channel as well. And Dead Cat Radio, thanks for coming by. We are glad that you were with us. Let's see here. Cranky Beast, let's see, did I miss your chat? What'd you say? Oh, thank you for your, so this is like dodgeball, but debates. Oh my gosh, let's shoot a movie. We don't shoot your type of movies here. Okay, so, but Colin Barrett, we are glad you were with us. Seriously, love you being here. And then Long Nights YouTube and says, man, I love the transparency. I support all of this. Thank you so much for that, for real. And we are very serious about this. We want to be as transparent as possible because we know, I mean, it's true. There are some people who have not been transparent. There are some people who have not been responsible. So I, I need to let you know, Nav, who is in the chat, he's there right now. And <clears throat> he is just one person. And we want to make this as transparent as possible. So, because for me, it's like, well, you know, like if I'm doing things right, then I should be open to as many people as possible, like seeing the finances, for example. So that's something that we really do want to be very transparent about. And so that's something that like, if you ask questions, I, I actually have, I've had one person ever, cause you know, we used to do, and we still do it once in a while. We're a little behind, but the charity streams, we generally have done maybe like once, maybe once every other month on average, something like that. And I had always told people because we, well, we, we actually make the, we put the uh, donation receipts like online. So it's, everybody can see them. But before we did that, I told people, you can email me if you want to see that we actually donated. And somebody, it was like a year after the debate happened, they were like, I just watched this debate. It's from a year ago, but I want to see the receipt. Can you send me the receipt for that charity? I just want to like see for myself. No joke. So like, I was like surprised because I was like, wow, I was like somebody finally took us up on the offer. So it took me like an hour to find the receipt, but I actually did. I sent it to him. So if you guys ever want to see that um, email conversation, it is real. Like we really do want to follow through with that and keep that promise. Hannah Anderson, good to see you there. Says, yes, our modern day debate team is a great one. Thanks, modern day debate. Hannah Anderson, thanks for being a, a part of the team and being a fantastic not only moderator, but supporter of the channel. Seriously, thank you so much. And thank you, Brooke, for your support as well and being 
both a moderator and supporter of the channel. And it <laughs> reminds me, I love these. Why don't I say thanks to Potzel. Thank you so much for your help in making these based, these epic, these amazing sweet emojis that we have in the old live chat, such as this one, Soy Boy. We do have channel memberships to where you would get to share little little stickers or little emoticons like these, such as this one is one of my favorites as well. Amazing. And uh, yeah, these, uh, this, is, uh, these, this is a frightening one of my face that I just put in chat. I like that though, but juicy as well. I like it. It's got the fruit. Did you guys notice that? It's like a melon there and nasty. I just love these emoticons. So do want to say it is fun. We really do like that. It is a lot of fun having the memberships for the channel. So, <clears throat> But want to say thank you so much. Squatch Talk, who is in the chat, says, I'm about to go fire up the after show. I do want to encourage you folks, check out that after show. That Pat, who is synonymous or one and the same as Squatch Talk, is linked in the description. So you can check out his after show right now by clicking on that link in the description. And you can actually see what Pat is going to be talking about tonight. I, as it's an after show, it's obviously going to be about tonight's debate. So, I mean, folks, if you're here, if you enjoyed the stream, you'd probably enjoy that after show as we really do appreciate. We really do appreciate. Really do. Like big time. Like times three. Maybe times 10. Times 11. We really do appreciate Pat and Alex and all of the speakers as they make Modern Day Debate great. But yes, my dear friends, we're excited. We've got big things to come, seriously. It's going to be amazing. But yes, I see there in the old live chat, Dead Cat Radio, as well as Frank and Manorite. Good to see you there. And then I always do my best to impersonate people in chat as best as I can. I mean, it's not easy, but this is my, uh, my impersonation of Cranky Beast. What do you think? You're better than me now. 60,000. Big shot. Oh, that's that's my best impersonation. But Hannah Anderson, thank you so much for your support. As well as, I got to tell you, the old Twitch chat. Sorry, gang. I am I'm pretty behind. But Captain Butt says, love you, cats. Thanks, Captain Butt, for that. As well as Nano, thanks for coming by. And Scobev, am I saying it right? Scobev, we're glad you're with us. And Auntie Mandy says, night, peeps. Good night, Auntie Mandy. We hope you sleep well. And then I'm going to say good night to the Twitch chat, and then I've got to run. It is getting late. But, yeah, I do want to say, seriously, you guys seriously make my night fun. I always enjoy doing this. It is honestly a blast. Seriously. I just get a kick out of you guys. You're fun. You're neat. You're hip. You're with it. I'll give you guys that. Let's see here. slash modern there we go okay and then brooks sparrow and tapatzel i see there in the old twitch live chat as well as let's farm thanks so much for all of your guys' support of modern day debate for real for reals seriously you guys now how do i do the raid thing again from twitch is it raid slash dylan burns tv Am I, am I doing it right? Is it raid forward slash Dylan Burns TV? I forgot how to do it, Tafatzel. Can you teach me? I'll Google it. Let's see. 
how to raid someone on, okay on Twitch okay so uh, type forward slash raid followed by the name of the channel you wish to raid hmm all right I will try this uh, let's see forward slash raid and then Dylan Burns nice young man thanks to Potzel I see you there raid and then Dylan Burns. And this is a neat feature of, are you all ready? <laughs> all four of us are about to raid Dylan Burns TV. But yeah, I am pumped. We really do appreciate Dylan. Seriously, he's a lot of fun. He's a cool guy. And uh, But yeah, the Twitch chat, we just moved over to Dylan Burns. I don't know what he's up to. He's looking at needs extensive prep. Yeah, he knows looking at all sorts of stuff. Well, yeah, Dylan's a nice young man. I get a kick out of him. That's fun. Isn't that amazing? That's a neat little feature. But yeah, <clears throat> thank you guys. And uh, yeah, as mentioned, Pat is streaming. So you guys can check out his after show. We do appreciate Pat. Let's see. Hannah Anderson says, we're also having an after show in the Modern Day Debate Discord. Hey, well, click on that Discord link in the description, folks. I would say click on both. You can have two tabs open at the same time. You can have both the Discord stream open as well as Pat's after show. And so that link is, uh, you can see the Discord chat uh, link is already in the Modern Day Debate live chat on YouTube. And then also, though, I'm going to throw in the link for Pat. I'm throwing his link in the live chat so you guys see his after show as well as we really do appreciate Pat. So, hey, like I said, click on both. You, hey, it's the future, and you can do that now. So I just want to say I love you guys. Seriously, you guys make me laugh. I just enjoy you guys. Oh, man. Amazing. You guys make me laugh. You guys make me smile. You guys put a big smile on my face, and you guys are going to tell you, yeah, I am pretty pumped. We've got big stuff coming, juicy stuff, you guys. We're excited about the future. And so I want to say we do love you guys. You guys always make this fun. And I'm going to throw that in the old live chat. Let me, let me do that right now. The live chat is, oh, it won't load. Boomer Tech over here, two seconds. Pats, after... Show. But yeah, let's see. Cranky Beast, thank you for your kind words. You rock my world as well. And Brooke Chavez says, after show in all caps and nasty, hit that like. That's right. Do hit that like on the way out, folks. That does help support the channel. We do appreciate you guys. We're excited about the future, you guys. I am excited to see you. We've actually got a debate tomorrow night. You don't want to miss it. And don't forget that crowdfund is linked in the description. We are absolutely determined. We're going to raise funds to make this event possible. Even of me, T-Jump, and Steven Steen have got to go do a car wash in January. We are going to make this happen, folks. So excited to see you next time. We love you guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.